Welcome to the Batman 2022 version, that is. Uh, let's see, in our lifetime, we've had Batman 1989. That's where it all starts, right? But and then we have Batman all I mean, time. I grew up watching the uh, the 60s one as a kid. Sure, but I'm just saying yep. when we were alive, that's what I mean Quite to say. As far as so, being released, correct. Yes. Then we had the two follow-ups to that. Well, three follow-ups, uh, the mm-hmm. last one being Unforgivable. And then we moved to the Nolan series in 2005 with Batman Begins, which I, you know, I rarely miss a Batman movie in theater, but that one I completely missed. You know, wow. I didn't. I saw it on DVD. Somebody, I think Batman I was so Begins? turned off by what Batman happened Begins. in the 90s. I, yeah. I didn't see Batman Begins in theaters either, dude. Ah! <laughs> Four times. Four times in the theater. Well, that was. It's a great movie. It's a really yeah. good origin. I, I mean, before it. origin tales got blown out of the water. But we're here to talk about this Batman, the Batman. And how does it go, oh, Travis? Can man. you sing it for us? He's the Batman. He's the Batman. Over and over again for three hours. I love it so much. <laughs> I, I'm happy you love it, but to Damn. me, it, it really stood out to me from the beginning. Like, is this the best we get from the score? Like a Batman <laughs> score? Maybe the bar's been raised so high to me. I didn't hey, hate it. I just thought it was really drab. It that wasn't too- the score. It's, that's Batman's theme. Yeah, like, Batman. the score it. itself the score- is very eclectic, but that's the theme of the Batman. All of it. Right. All exactly. Of it. That, his his late motif is two notes, which is not that unlike the Jaws theme or, or Darth the Joker Vader's theme. or Darth Vader's late motif. Mm-hmm. And what I love about this is that, you know, the, the ones that come to mind that we all just mentioned are villains. But this is this is an ominous and powerful score which i really love that and again i can i can see where i can i do think of ave maria is overworked here over yeah here i agree with yeah. that a point that you made before the show eric uh to me but i can see where this wouldn't be for everybody but i i've been listening to the score pretty much non-stop since last night and to <laughs> me i really love that there's so many ways that these two notes could be played and like it's just <laughs> i like each each time it feels different i don't know i'm loving it but i can i can see where it's not for everybody <sighs> So this is going to be a spoilerific pod. We got to get that oh, yeah. known oh, yeah, immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Good yeah point. If you're turning into this, it's called the Batman Review. So I would assume you wouldn't press play unless you saw this movie. That's mm-hmm. what it would be called. So, uh, what are? Let's start with the instant reactions once you came out of the theater. Uh, Eric, you're the biggest Batman guy here. Why don't you start off? Batman 1989 is my all-time favorite movie, bar none. Uh, I'm a super fan. Okay, and I'm coming at it with a critical eye. Uh, I walked out of theater blown away. Granted, I walked out at like uh, 10. So for me, that was like nowadays, that's like walking out of the theater at like four in the morning. Like I was so <laughs> tired and dead for my day. But I walked out in a in a daze. Like I, I spent like a half hour trying to find my car because I wasn't thinking about where my car was parked. I was thinking about <laughs> what I had just seen. Uh, I haven't, it, it was magic. I haven't seen something like that since... Well, maybe Joker, <laughs> granted, but I mean, it, I, I love incredible. I just wanted to go. I just wanted to turn around, walk back, right back in, get another ticket, and see it again immediately. Okay, there it is, uh, Travis. What was your instant thoughts once you went to the bathroom first? Of course. You know what? I was able to hold my bladder for the entirety of the movie. I was really proud of myself. Hey! Good for me. But in part because I was gripped 
You know, there was no there was no point in the movie where I thought, hey, this would be a good bathroom break. There was no point in the movie where I'm like, ah, I think we've hit a bit of a lull here. And it's kind of starting to drag. There, like, there was no point where I'm like, have we hit the two hour mark yet? Do you think? Because start, I'm starting to get tired. Like, no. Like, I I was locked in from beginning to end of this movie, and and I'm glad that you've led off the way you have, Eric, because I'm probably going to have a whole bunch of hyperbole too that's going to oversell this. Anyone listening to this again, I certainly hope you've already watched it because I don't want to build any expectations because for me i haven't been this excited about a movie in a really long time i've been trying to think of the last time i saw a movie in theaters that i that got this under my skin that i just kind of like walked out the next you know you know the next day i'm just i'm still thinking about it i'm turning it over in my mind you know i'm i'm, I'm it's not just the score that's that I'm living with. I mean, my students were give, were taking tests today, and I'm literally <laughs> drawing the Batman symbol on the yeah. whiteboard. Like I just like I'm just like I I haven't been this pulled in, but not just by like a superhero movie or a Batman movie, but I, I can't remember the last time, and it's happened, and it's happened more intensely than this in my life. But it has been a long time that a movie just fucking grabbed me like this, and uh, I just yeah, I want to go back and watch it again real soon. Okay, so. Yeah, I walked out of the theater thinking that it kind of dragged a bit there. And I love a three-hour movie if it's good. A three hours, people are complaining, oh, it's three hours. Like, if it's quality and you're grabbed like Travis is grabbed, it won't matter how long the movie is because you never want it to end. Uh, so I thought there maybe was a couple lulls, but oh, I walked out overall. I was very pleased. And I thought about how unique it was despite being such a tired <laughs> story in a way in a character that we've seen many many times you have so much going on here and there's several villains involved first off that's always like a that's a risky move as we've seen before we've seen too many villains lumped into batman movies or other movies like spider-man 3 where it just didn't work at all and in this case it's really balanced quite nicely it doesn't become catwoman's movie played by Zoe Kravitz. She's in it and she's a part of it and she plays her role, but she still knows, or the directors and the writers, they all knew this is still a Batman movie. So we're not going to try to make this overly about her, which is something that could have easily happened. So it's a, it's a good movie. It's well done. I definitely have a few thoughts about it, but we can dive into that. I walked out thinking, well, that was quite an experience. That was, that was refreshing. And I was impressed and it did hook me in, from the beginning, of course, I never left my chair. It's, it was it was fascinating. I felt like um, as I watched the movie, it felt a little bit like the sequel to a Batman movie that doesn't exist. It doesn't need to exist because we've all seen his origins enough times. Yes. We all know the early part. This is, and we often see the later part too. This is the like the. the the unexplored sophomore year, more or less, of Batman, where he where he's learning how to be more than just vengeance, where he will, for instance, fuck up and pull his shoot a second too late and take a nasty spill. <laughs> they're giving I us love. enough credit. Yeah, right. they're giving us credit. Like they know the deal here. Let's right. dive in. Exactly. That is so awesome. There's, there's a lot of on-the-job learning coming from Batman here. So it's really cool to see, like, on one like on one hand, it's kind of a different Batman. On the other hand, this feels like our batman here's our guy i can practically see the yellow dialogue boxes around his the the narration that robert pattinson was doing you know i mean like i really felt like and, it, and the fact that it felt so timeless you like it kind of felt like the 40s and the 80s and the future all at once and none at the same time like 
there's so much about this movie that just felt right felt very right yeah they gave us a lot of credit here and they didn't get caught up in a lot of tropes it was they could have done things where they had to take time to explain and they didn't i love that i, I give a lot of credit here to the directions so that's really well done i think eric you're i mean you love batman and were you worried about how this one might go before yeah. it came out like what was yeah. your expectations one of my one of my biggest worries was Okay, we're getting another real world Batman. We we just had that. Why do we need another like story and presumably a trilogy where it's like a hey, what if Batman really existed? We just got that with Nolan. So one part say good? Kind kind one part of me kind of wanted like maybe like a Neil Adams, Denny O'Neill type 70s Batman where it was dark and gritty, but it was still very uh comic booky. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, and then Matt Reeves gives me this world that's half Blade Runner, half Alex Proyas's The Crow, mm-hmm. uh, and, and and a little bit of Anton First from 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 the original Batman. The production design is fucking fantastic, and Gotham City is like a fucking cesspool. In Nolan's films, again, I hate to compare, but it's a beautiful city. It didn't seem like it was in this turmoil. It was a gorgeous city. And not even that. It was just Chicago. They didn't even bother like, putting anything else in it. Um, part Chicago, part Pittsburgh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I loved the atmosphere. I'm, I'm sitting there watching it, and I'm thinking on many occasions, this is what I wanted so badly when I was 17, like in the mm-hmm. late 90s. And I never in a million years would have thought I would have gotten a character saying happy fucking Halloween in a Batman movie where Batman's got to be on toys. They're never going to give us this. But the times have changed. The studios are listening to what people want. And we want and can take a harder edge story of this caliber that's mature, honest, serious, doesn't need to essentially be a comedy. You don't have to joke every five seconds. Christ, Batman doesn't even have to talk that much. He doesn't hardly Mm. talk at all in this. I loved it. I couldn't find Colin Farrell in that goddamn outfit if I tried. I kept looking <laughs> at the penguin again and again. I stud every time he came on screen, I'm like, where is he? I can't Where's, see him. Where is he? It was that was amazing Extremely work well done. they did on that. It yep. really was. Really yeah. impressive. He looked both like the, a different both, human being. The, both the performance and the makeup, it's like I've never seen this person in my life. Yeah, who is this? <laughs> I I was I just couldn't believe it. And Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon, this is a great fucking, fucking loved it call he's dead on he's got a little bit more aggressiveness to him but not too much he's assertive right and he knows when to push he's not the gary oldman type version and he is at the same time like he has some of that in him but he also knows how to push forward i i thought he killed it as commissioner gordon the best commissioner gordon i've ever seen he absolutely (laughs) is he doesn't have to be like jk simmons where it looks like he could rip a car in half (sighs) for you to feel like this is someone you should is a this is a formidable man like this is not like he's not a superhero but he is someone that is uh brave and uh true and not gonna take shit even from batman yeah but yeah or or his boss like or his best friend yeah right off the fucking bat this guy has so much integrity like he he is and and Wright plays him so Dude. honestly. It's 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 dead on. And, and when he comes into the mayor's office, when he's murdered at his home there, and all those cops are standing there, and the Batman is slowly. It's also this is paced. They don't push things. They take their time in this movie. Yeah. And he well, slowly walks into the the murder scene of the mayor with all these cops, and one cop Martinez doesn't want him in there. And it's such a 
They just go right into it. They don't even explain why yeah. the cops would be pissed because we know that's fucking know. outstanding. Yes. Yeah, we yeah. don't have to have another goddamn monarch theater scene. We we the whole world is established. <laughs> We know yeah. this character. They threw the little boy in, though. They we do don't throw even the little need, boy in. We don't even need any origin <laughs> stories for these villains. They just exist in this world, and they and yeah. they sell it based on that. And dude, going back to Jeffrey Wright, man, the er, he's so earnest. Uh, like after that, like third, uh, I think it might be the not the chief, but maybe the commissioner. That look on his face when he realizes how alone he is because he's not corrupt. It's it's sold so beautifully and just that one look like like I th- we are fucked and even Selena at the end she knows the city's fucked so she just leaves. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I can't talk spin about spinoff. That's called the spinoff. <laughs> and and I do love we do get something of an explanation for Riddler's background in a handful of sentences that makes perfect sense. He is a, he was an orphan at, at a Wayne orphanage. Uh, grew up to be a brilliant forensic analyst, uh, forensic accountant. analyst, or yeah, forensics accountant who learned things that he that broke him basically about the yeah. people that he already had pretty bad feelings about, anyways. <laughs> and then he sees this guy out there doing the thing that he wants to do, out there mm-hmm. making justice happen, wreaking right. vengeance on those that need vengeance wrought upon them. He's like, I can make a partner out of this person, mm-hmm. and he does he does the riddler fucking wins he plays batman like a fucking fiddle from like a, like you know he's gonna make anyways he he, he, he <laughs> yes. harp from hell yeah like a harp from hell thank you and and, and he, it's, yeah it's so well done awesome and that's that and scene Dano, in the asylum like it wasn't supposed to go like this he was convinced that he would break them out they would shake hands and go yeah. run off run off to the sunset mm. Yeah, yeah, it's like it, it does remind me a bit of the Dark Knight where the Joker also thinks that Batman will do something else that he doesn't do. But that's fine. What yeah. I want to give credit to is Paul Dano here yeah. playing the Riddler. He you have to have a, a certain type of uh, ability to mm-hmm. remove your ego as an actor because he doesn't get a lot of screen time. Like he's the main villain in yeah. this movie. I think that's fair mm-hmm. to say. Yeah, but it's a lot of shaky cam stuff and they i give him credit for doing that because people might say like oh he's trying to do what heath ledger did back in 08 with the dark knight but this is the world we live in now too so mm-hmm. we see mm-hmm. camera phones and videos and mm-hmm. uploads and followers and all that shit's a part of our lexicon now and it makes sense that if that's the world they're living in he would do that exactly but he doesn't have a lot of time in this movie he gets a bit of him actual his actual face you yeah. see Way late in the movie, in a three-hour film. And I don't think a lot of actors would put up with that. They would demand more. I am the main villain here. So I want to give Paul Dano a ton of credit for saying, hey, this is my job here, and I'll do whatever you guys ask of me. I'm just grateful to be in this Batman movie. I think he proves here, as he has in every role he's taken, that he will prioritize the performance, the character, over himself. Uh, Mm -hmm. he, He absolutely inhabits this character. He's doing... Uh, a lot of things I haven't quite seen him do before. And you're right. We don't see his face very much, but when we do, you know, Paul Dano has got a baby face It's part of the reason why he really worked in prisoners. Like there's, there's this real like vulnerability to him just Mm. looking at him. But, but at the same time, you also can see this guy could go, you know, this guy could go full transcope mafia. Like he just has that look (laughs) about him. not not to make light of it, but you know what I mean? He has this, he has that look of someone who could be easily pushed to dangerous things somehow. And and what he does with the lines, like one of the all time great cinema villains 
uh, is Hal 9000, and that's played by Douglas Rain, mm. and it's all voice. Mm-hmm. But it's about how you you modulate your voice to get what you want, and he plays it. Uh, it's the vocal performance is one for the books, man. And that granted, it's just in the first half, but fucking incredible. Agreed. Yeah, that scene where uh, he's got the DA Colson trapped. The, I mean, that's that is one of the best parts of the movie. Oh Colson's car blows into the memorial for the dead yeah. mayor, and Jesus. then he comes out with this. This is hardcore. Yeah. This is a PG thirteen movie. He's got, mm-hmm. yeah. And the showdown happens. That's where the stakes really went up. And I was like, oh my god, this is so intense because the Riddlers call it on this phone and they stick oh, with god that too. The little pieces of detail here, where you're like, wow, that phone's been ringing here for like minutes on screen, <laughs> yeah. and it's got to play into this eventually. Here, what is it going to be? Is I thought if they answered the phone, he would blow up automatically. Right. So right. it had you guessing a lot too. I will say Batman should have died in that moment when that bomb blew up in his yeah. face. That was that was one of the moments where it was like, oh, that okay, I'll, I'll just but let's keep it going. It gave us one of the best. Uh, it might have given us one of the best scenes in the movie where he wakes up to a tiny room full yes, of cops, that's like true. in yeah, his yeah. face. Oh that God. looks so fucking. I want a I want a poster of that. Like I want Eric yeah. to draw that for me God, and have so hang awesome. that up in my. It's Incredible. he's surrounded by these viciously pissed off mm-hmm. cops mm-hmm. are sick of what he's doing and he, right. it's wild. It was so intense. It was so I intense. I mean, he's got all he's got is 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 Jim. And yeah. that's the yeah. only friend he's got in the room mm-hmm. and Jim only has so much power. Yes. And uh the, and like what is he going to do? I mean, it's and and that's one of the things with this Batman. It's not like it's not like, if this, if this Batman gets surrounded as, as he almost like there's one point where there's two Riddler henchmen that are dragging him by the cape ready to throw him over the thing. And you're like, these two fucking henchmen are about to kill goddamn Batman because he's again, he, he, like he's he's at risk. Like he's there's 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 stakes here that you don't see with other bat other Batman from his first fight. So yeah, from, from the Joker face guys, on. they yeah. they hit him. They were hit. I was like, right. okay, cool. If you have eight guys surrounding you, you can't just beat them all up. You're gonna get hit. And they did that. That right. tiny detail is so important to me. Agreed. Um. By far for me, the the most incredible and genius thing about the film and what it brings to the mythos is in so many other Batman movies and comics, we get these story arcs where Batman questions why he should keep becoming, why he should stay Batman. Yeah. We've never mm-hmm. seen anything really, to the best of my knowledge, where he questions why he became Batman in the first place. It was always about avenging his mother and father. So to have a villain come in and say, even your parents were full of shit, this uh, this righteousness that you think that you are avenging is bullshit. Your family name is corrupt. I loved it. Yeah, it, what you're doing is actually self-serving. Mm-hmm. You're, not, you're not actually trying to help the city. I mean, you are, but like you're doing it for reasons that are not pure. And when he has that realization at the end, when he's lifting, when the girl is being lifted up in the helicopter, and he has that moment where he holds her hand and like they have like you know they have this beat where he just kind of like maintains eye contact with her and like right. until she lets go of his hand. Yeah, I got I got a little verklempt. I got oh, a dude. little I got a little dewy. <laughs> Absolutely, I was, I was like Batman's learning to be a hero. Yeah, loved it. And when he's pissed at <laughs> Alfred, and Andy Circus downplays this so gorgeously when he's. He's whole, he's talking to Bruce and he says, you know, uh, it could have been just some fucking guy in the street. It could have been Carmine Falcone. Yeah. I, I never gave up trying to figure out. And, and to the best of my knowledge, your father was a good man. And you see Bruce's face just relax and say, I can keep doing this. And I'm still strong and I'm willing to keep going. Fucking incredible. 
Yeah, and they had the stones to make Thomas Wayne somebody who's not all that great a guy, too. Not only is he murdered, but they're putting this... See, Travis said earlier that this movie, you never quite know where it's taking place, but I see this movie very much of its moment. There's a lot going on in our own country and the world before us that is reflected in this... And I know you would agree with that, I'm sure. Sure. You you got the the 1% stuff and and people being held accountable for their actions of the past. That's all mixed into here, but it's Mm -hmm. not done in a way where it seems trivial or, or... forced in any way well, to me because it fits so naturally into the story arc yeah exactly and that, mm-hmm. that it, like it feels temporally kind of ambiguous but it it's also very much a product of now you can yeah you can, you it, can it mirrors That's it it's a shame it's not connected to the joker like it seems very much uh, a sibling of the joker well based on the overall what was your yeah. take on this new joker we can look forward to because this is not what Joaquin the fuck's Phoenix. going on there man yeah it's definitely not him what's happening eric you got Barry the goods Cohen. what's the deal it's Barry Keegan, who, it, you know, it I, is. <laughs> he was rough in Killing of a Sacred Deer, but I did like him in Doug Kirk. I'm interested to see what we have here. I think they showed their cards without, I don't know how much development they spent saying this is going to be the Joker and this is what we're going with until the next movie. Or if they were just like, well, the studio made us throw the Joker scene in there, but <laughs> well, I, I don't know. One, there was another one that got cut out, and I'm glad it got cut was out. Was there? Okay. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. Hmm. I, there, was, there was a scene where, they, where Batman and Joker interacted, but... I, really? I think that would have been distracting and unnecessary. It would have felt like, you know, it would have felt like Batman and, and Superman in the future. I'm like, what the fuck is this? You know, it was just would have it would have felt unnecessary. And you don't want to take away from the the power of the the of the Riddler character just exactly. by throwing that in. Exactly. But what we did see, I'm intrigued by because he looked different than what we've seen before. It sounded a little bit different. You know, there's. There's only so many ways you can do Joker, and if you're right. not going to bring Joaquin Phoenix back specifically for this, then I'm I'm glad that they're doing something new that doesn't seem like they're trying to make it urban and like you know like like I don't know like I don't like urban, but like you know the, we've already talked about this in elsewhere, but the tattoos and the gold teeth, everything that Jared Leto brought mm-hmm. uh, that that was just kind of felt not urban, but now yeah. it felt it felt yeah. too current. Right. Yeah. The, trendy. Trendy Joker. Yeah. Trendy. That's it. This is like Ed Hardy Joker or something like. <laughs> well, that's I, the I thing. I don't like that. This, this, the Joker that Barry, that Barry uh, Cohen's bringing us seems to me to be more like a classic circus freak kind of. Yeah. Joker, which I mean, more for me, in. like I'm this is where I get hypercritical because the Joker is my number one all time favorite character. I mean, Jesus, are you seeing these pajamas I got on right now? Well, we're seeing <laughs> everything, pal. Yeah. I yeah. Know. But yeah, um, for me, if you're going to do the Joker in a movie, you have to do something different. That's what makes it interesting. That's why I can look at Gerald's Leto's Joker and say, okay, this was the Suicide Squad Joker. And it's very its own thing. It makes the character interesting. It keeps it fresh. Um, so as long as they do something different, I'm on board because it, it's, it's going to make towards more interesting history for the character as an interpretation. Um, so... Catwoman. For me, yes. For me, this is the best Catwoman. For me, this was the best Catwoman movie ever made, and it was a really, really damn good Batman movie. But I thought she was by far the most interesting, layered character in the film. I loved every single scene of Zoe Kravitz as Selena. I was fucking blown away. I'm with, I'm with you, man. I'm I'm never I'm, I don't know if I'll ever be over Michelle Pfeiffer as as Catwoman. That still stands to me as the best yeah. on screen version of Catwoman I've seen. But 
other than that, this is the best version of Catwoman that I've seen. I mean, not it, I mean, it, was, it was understated. It wasn't just overt, you know, it wasn't too overdone. Um, but at the same time, it was clearly like it, she doesn't refer, refer to herself as like anything cat like or feline till the very end of the film. We just know that she's someone who likes cats and she's got kind of like a little kitty hat, which these days a girl wearing a little hat that has like little kitty ears on it. I mean, I have to see that every time I go out in public. So she's got it, nine lives, man. So it, it made sense. And uh, Zoe Kravitz, I was talking her up on uh, Kimmy a couple weeks ago. Mm. Right? Kimmy, is that the name of that movie? Yeah. The new Soderbergh mm-hmm. film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really like what I'm seeing from this actor. She's, she's, she's doing great stuff. And, and, to reiterate a point, Eric, that you made to me over text, the interactions between her and Batman are so dead on. Uh, and like, like I was saying to you, the fact that you see just these few moments where where she leans in to kisses to kiss him, and, and he kisses her back, and the time that she go that he goes in to kiss her, she pulls back and leaves. Oh, gutting. Yeah, yeah. I like this uh, advantage they have now with these contact lenses that can see anything anywhere. That was cool. smooth. Yeah. I liked it. I, I wasn't. I'm like, oh, that's lame. Like, that's a good idea. I don't we've see gotten, why that wouldn't yeah. happen in the next ten years. <laughs> sure, we yeah. we've gotten these quick bites, these little tantalizing moments where Batman plays detective in the other films, but this entire Ooh. fucking movie is a detective story from start to finish. Yes, uh, that's the whole. His whole quest is solving this mystery. And that's it's yeah, so original Zodiac for a film. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. For sure. And seven vibes, but there's yeah. there's there's yep. lots of guys that you know David Fincher vibes. <laughs> there's a lot of people that had ciphers. Yeah, David Fincher vibes. But there's but you know, whatever. What are you gonna do? It's it's not like that's the only place you can find that kind of trope. No, not at all. I, uh, you know, we're not gonna talk an hour about this, but I yeah, I still found myself. In that period there, I guess the last 45 minutes, I knew how long the movie was. It was it was so burned in my brain for some reason because everyone kept talking about it prior yeah. to me seeing it. Two yeah. hours, 56 minutes. Okay. And I'm like, oh, well, there's only this much time left now, but we still haven't resolved this. And uh, oh, I, see, I, I, I had no the, idea what was going on with that. I, I was not paying attention at good all. Good for you. Well, that's yeah. great. I wish I hadn't been like that because some of the lulls there, Alfred gets blown up. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. no, you know, he's not going to die. So I, yeah, it's fine, I, guess. I wouldn't have been surprised if he had. I would have loved it if I mean, you can't kill Alfred, though, because he's going to be sequel. So I would have loved it if they did. He would have been under underutilized if they if they had killed him off there. That's for sure. Right. But then he's kind of a, you know, so John Turturro plays Falcone and they're looking for this La Ratatata, the rat so with wings. Well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's really well done in that yeah. respect. There was just a period there in the last 40 to 30 minutes where I started to feel like, OK, what are, what are we getting at here? What I did feel that. I can't lie and not say I didn't feel that way. You're allowed to it, feel what you feel. Thank you. I'm just wondering, did you guys, I mean, what were you looking for as an end result? Once they bust the Riddler there, there's still a lot that happens after they break into his territory and he kills Falcone. The Falcone scene where he gets killed in the prior moment up to that, I thought that was the end of the movie. I thought mm-hmm. that was going to be the climax, but it wasn't at all. Well, it wrapped up Catwoman's arc her thing it did, it, which yes. was like the b plot uh and and then we learned it just so happened that the riddler lived across the street from the <laughs> penguins place which was where falcone lived and that the cat woman worked at apparently gotham's a very small town uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh yeah you know I, I as i was watching the movie part of me was like ah, to take the 
antagonist out of the equation and things are kind of happening because he put them into place and we get these other henchmen characters thrown in at the end like i was i wasn't sure how i felt about that as i was watching it it felt a little bit like a misfire but the more i thought about it, the more i came to terms with it because it is as riddler says to batman i uh, like you i don't have that kind of brawn my my strength is in my mm. brain and so yeah. the fact that like where riddler was for his plan to take place it made sense for that to be irrelevant. It actually made yeah. sense for him to count on being caught at one thing. point. Because, again, he That's thought it. Batman was smarter than he was. And so, so he thought he was going to get caught sooner. Or his, caught his, sooner. Mission, his, his mission's complete. He has right. the 500 or so followers on whatever the fuck this social media <laughs> site is that they <laughs> probably could have, uh, you know, Eight found chan, his, 12 chan. his shit on. Um, yeah, that's the thing. Because as soon as he's spotted, he just fucking goes to a coffee shop and waits. Because yeah. he's, I mean, he's institutionalized. I mean, he he knows he he cannot go back to his little lair after this and keep it going. His mission's done. What what he wanted he's to won. do is get people like him out there to avenge. And it, it, it's over. What else do you do? Yeah, I realized, Travis, what I really got me was the whole episode within the Gotham Square Garden, which is basically Madison Square Garden yeah, in New yeah. York City. And the fight up there, that's where I was like, it was the first time in the movie, like, okay, this is getting a little out of hand here. He's got all these guys with point blank shotguns. Mm -hmm. That was the only time in the movie where I started to say, uh, what are we getting to here? Because then it, it drags on all the way up there. The the mayor gets shot, which I commend them for actually doing that because I didn't think mm -hmm. there'd be any way she would get killed or shot. And they at least shot her. And I respect yeah. that because we want to raise the stakes here. I want the stakes to be intense. And they yeah. did that there. But then by the time he cuts that electrical cord that's dangling in this water and he gives himself up and you think, oh, is this where it ends? No, yeah. he comes out of the water with a flare. And then it's like very slow Moe trying oh, to pull it. the people out of all this entanglement loved of the it. collapse. Of the movie. Loved you loved it. Oh, <laughs> loved wow. It. See, I, I felt that. a little tired by that point. All. I'm admitting that. Oh, yeah. I loved it. It's the whole. Ah, oh, damn. Fuck me for saying this. But it's the whole like defund the police thing. It's about the trust between authority and the people. Uh, Batman doesn't trust himself. He knows that people are afraid of him, even though the people he's trying to—they're people he's trying to protect—and mm -hmm. the people have a right to be afraid of a masked vigilante. Yeah. But when they see what they're both capable of doing and working together in unison, he's carrying the beacon, literally yeah. the torch yeah. towards the future. It's perfect. And you know, Rial makes the point when she does her, her press conference that like we've got to put faith in the institutions again. That's what's exactly you know what she's talking about, and. The fact that Bruce Wayne is rich has always been like kind of a it's becoming more and more of a sticking point in the Batman story. Because yeah. like, why doesn't he use this wealth in better ways? Why, you know, is he part of the problem as, as, as America has looked more and more at our wealth disparity and, and, and seen that like billionaires, maybe they shouldn't be emulated, but recognized as hoarders uh, uh, and, and that are causing problems for the rest of society. So, oh, yeah they kind of deal with that a little bit. And, and, and I like that the, the way that they do that. And, and especially I like that the way they do it with this character that's billed as a uh, bitter nobody, which is the guy that he talks to uh, when he doesn't realize that he's talking to Bruce Wayne and they have that, they have this exchange this back and forth. And you kind of get the sense that if Bruce Wayne and walking away had given the man a, like a nod of respect that it may be, maybe that they wouldn't have tussled later. Like you literally kind of get that. I got that feeling, anyways. Good call. This, 
this but this guy was like because he the, he was on this tipping point and and he was able to like be tipped be like this is a way to uh to set things right this is a way that i can get vengeance so when that mask comes off and he sees a, a man that he recognizes calling himself vengeance and he realizes that vengeance is subjective and if you're just out if you're kicking ass or killing people either way you know you're, you're causing property damage you're doing things you're having an impact on the city and what you're doing is somewhat based on how you feel it's not there's no oversight here so you must do more you must be better than that and even though he's a rookie batman he knows enough to prepare vials of adrenaline so he can stab himself in the <laughs> oh leg for God, that, that final punch awesome didn't bother to explain it i love oh, that they didn't man. bother explaining it that's so cool. Like, you don't yes, need Lucius Fox to be like, hey, if you are on a fucking catwalk for some reason on election night and you need a burst of energy, try this, Batman. Comes in black. It's like, Fuck that. It's like, it's like playing Zelda where you go to the store to buy weapons. Lucius Fox is there like, <laughs> yeah. what would you like, sir? What would you like? Faster car? Adrenaline? Uh, yeah, the car wasn't that great for me. I mean, I don't oh, care I really about the car this. that much. But that was awesome. It was okay. I really like, that's car. probably my favorite part of the movie was the was the car chase scene. Partly because I really hate driving. I really hate driving in the rain, and I hate driving in construction. <laughs> I had to do all those things to get to and from the the movie theater that night. Oh, so like, I was already kind of stressed when I got there because of the drive. <laughs> and then I'm like watching them drive in pitch black rain with the through construction sites, and they're like doing this crazy stuff. I'm like, oh my god, I was I was really in it. I really, and again, this is why I was glad that I didn't watch the preview because I watched the preview later, and they just. Just show that whole fucking the entire sequence. sequence. I'm like, that would have just taken all the teeth out from me. Yeah. Like, why would you do that? Yeah, that's a but fair I, point. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I, I actually really, <laughs> I'm not usually into car scenes, but I really dug the Batmobile. Well, yeah, sir. Oh, it's man. not the uh, French Connection, but uh, no. I want to hit a couple more things that we'll get out of here. So, where <laughs> do you think that uh, this is for Travis Moore? Do you think that DC mm, might be onto something so here? You know, because they've got some big movies coming out this year too. We got the Flash, Black Adam. Mm. It looks like they might be getting their shit together here after all these years. And obviously, I'm comparing it to Marvel's MCU. Look, dude, uh, you, everyone knows that I'm a Marvel man. And I, and I, yeah. everyone that knows me, I mean, not everybody in the world knows this, but everybody right. that knows me knows that I'm a Marvel man. Uh, I'm wearing a Thor shirt right now. I, I've, I've, I've always been Marvel for life. And I, and, and I've got, a soft spot for Batman always have. I've got tons of Batman crap around my house. You know, like I, I love Batman. I've never been a big DC guy, but Batman. But between what James Gunn has done with Suicide Squad and especially Peacemaker, the TV show, and this, the Batman, for the first time literally in my life, I am geeked about the future of the DCEU. Like I am. I am wanting to know what comes down the pike. I am ready for a sequel for this movie already. I'm ready for the Penguin TV Man. show for HBO Max. I'm ready for the Arkham TV show for HBO yep. Max. Both of these things have been announced. I'm, what? I'm yeah. Oh wow. All, and the sequel has been announced. So there's this is a whole thing that's kind of come out of this. I, I I could have seen it being a one-off, and it would have been cool if it was. I, I but I'm perfectly fine to see more of this version of Batman. And, you know, I'm not going to be rushing to watch Aquaman 2. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, but Black Adam, I, I'm, I'll check it out. And I think I'll actually catch it in theaters for once. The Flash, I'm really excited about. Yeah, I, I love The too. Flash as a character. And I like what Ezra, is Ezra Miller? Uh, Ezra Miller, yeah. He's doing good work. Yeah, yeah I'm he glad he gets to stay in the theory. role for all the fuck-ups that happen with the Justice League. I'm glad that he's still The Flash. That's the well, thing. And, the, and the smacking the, thing about, the woman uh, in Iceland or whatever it was. He grabbed yeah. her by the throat or whatever. That wasn't cool. <laughs> 
people forget. Uh, give them three months. But we're getting these um, solo, for the most part, or at least very independent efforts made by established writer-directors and not by these committees that are saying, uh, well, just make sure to get these five characters in there and 20 end credits. <laughs> they're, 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 they're their own thing, and they're, and they're purposeful, and they're unique, all of them. Let's not forget Joker is uh, one of the first uh, you know, DC films in this new run after Justice League. So if they, yeah, if they keep this up and they just concentrate on getting talent and let them do their thing, we could get some fucking in incredible stories here. So I'm blown away. Just uh, to have a Batman that does not give a fuck about his legacy as Bruce Wayne. His o his only quest is what he's he's like the Vincent Hanna of Batman. He's he all he is is what he's going towards. He's just yeah. pissing away yeah. his name, and he just he, he always is Batman. He's he's mm -hmm. never even Bruce in this entire film, yes. and we've never seen that. Two, two, two points about that. One of the things I really like, I heard people say like, oh, he's emo Batman because he's got like the eyeliner. But <laughs> Michael Keaton's wearing that same eyeliner. We just never see him take the mask mm -hmm. off. We don't see mm -hmm. that honest moment. Mm -hmm. And we and that's really all we really get because he's always still kind of the Batman. So you know, mm -hmm. when we see him, that's usually what he's got going on. Mm -hmm. That And I really, really like this version of Bruce Wayne, this pale, skinny, scrawny. Who would think that this guy is Batman. Who would think? Now you look at Christian Bale is is, is Bruce Wayne and, and it's like how do you not know that that's Batman? <laughs> you know, but you look at you look at Bruce Wayne as with Robert Pattinson's Bruce Wayne and you're like this guy, you know, a wet sock could beat him up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I guess I don't really care about that because he inhabits the part so well. So if people say <laughs> yeah. like it's too emo, I love the longer hair oh, yeah. too. No, I like you know, that that's too. That's a new thing. I mean, it's been done in the comics, I think, but I think it's refreshing to see that on screen. And mm -hmm. I'm not a big Robert Pattinson guy. I'm really not. Uh, maybe Twilight fucked me up from the beginning, and that's not fair to him. I admit that freely. But he was great in Good Time, as we've talked about before. And apparently Good Time led to him getting this role in a way. Right. So that's – this is a guy who sold me on it. He, I love going in fresh and not know like when Heath Ledger got assigned the Joker role, it was mm -hmm. very uncertain. and mm -hmm. ends up being incredible. So – this is a good movie. This, I got to go see it again for sure yeah, because same. there's probably a lot more that we yep. need to uncover. And it's so long too and so in-depth with so yeah. many moving parts that we do. You truly do need a second watch with this movie. It's not just to go back for the fuck of it. You really need to do it again. Yeah. And we're and used I, to I, it, man. Like we live in that. Sorry, Travis. But we live in this age now. There's no coming back. We expect um, uh, long-form content and we expect a... a to get to know characters more because of these yeah. 10 part series that we're used to seeing and, and binging. So that three hours blows by because if we were at home watching this shit and it was in three episodes or an hour long each, we'd go to the next one. Mm -hmm. we're, we're no longer complaining about run times as long as you're bringing us good material. Yeah. As long as there's a thumb drive, I'm down with it. Jesus, I would, I will man. say, yeah, that was, I love that kind of dark humor. I mean, Me like, too. That is Fuck great. Yeah. Um, but I will say as a moviegoer with a bladder the size of a thimble, yeah, bring bring back the intermission. If you're gonna give bring me a back. three hour movie, <laughs> hour and a half in, give me like a give me five minutes of music, yeah. get let everybody filter out and filter back real quick. But other than that, no complaints. <laughs> All right, I agree. <laughs> Let's do that. Uh, okay, so I give it a you know if I'm rating it out five stars, I give it a four out of five. I'm not giving it a five though. 
I ranked it on IMDb as a nine Ooh. out of ten. Oh, um, okay. I, I seldom go for the ten, and yeah. and, what, and I may bump this up once. Uh, like I've watched it a few times, and the love for his grown, but. Very, very, you know, they can't all be Bo Burnham's inside where it's like, well, that's an obvious 10. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, this, this is one where I like, I'm not, I didn't stress the flaws that I found in the film and the, with the, you guys today, but I, I do think that yeah. there are a few there. And I think there's a few points that they, they could have kind of easily corrected in a, in a couple minor part points. I'm like, oh, why did you make that choice? Um, but overall, I loved this movie so much and I can't wait to watch it again. Dude, uh, I yeah, I'm right there with you, man. Uh, for a movie that does a lot of the same things that Batman movies have done, the Joker was taking out uh, very specific people throughout the Dark Knight. That was his agenda. Get rid of the corruption. Turn Gotham yep. on, on itself. Expose Batman for his hypocrisy. To do it in a way that's different and still this incredible is such a fucking achievement. Yeah. Um, and the missteps for me are little bit of fat here and there do i need like 25 scenes of batman walking out of the shadows like it takes him five minutes to get into the light those yeah, boots. Maybe they really not. want to get those boots stepping a yeah, lot of boots these are, are his boots these are <laughs> maria five thousand times to same nirvana song twice you know come yeah. on oh that come was on. awesome twice the come second on. time twice. come on second time twice? i was like really yeah, yeah, was, I, I was the same. First so, time was mind blowing. First time was because you never see was, like it was so you never see a song in real life in a it. Batman movie like that. You know, a pop culture song. It was so perfect. Was, in the, the first it was. Yeah, it's him. So He's the fun. brooder, yeah. and it was on Halloween He's too. That was cool. Brooder. He is the brooder, man. It's so it's funny. Brooder. And that was on Halloween film. night, you know, and he's got all these yeah. journals. Oh, there's so much to discuss. I want that mask, so that orange, that weird pumpkin oh, the, mask. The green, yeah, yeah the green pumpkin. Yeah. Uh, look at yeah. that. Yeah. Onion head. Yeah, <laughs> onion head. <laughs> I want the onion, onion head, head for Halloween. Loved it. Can't wait to see it again. Might see it this weekend, man. I, I fucking loved it. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I I want to see it again, like you guys said. I completely agree with you. Uh, it's definitely a massive achievement, I would say. And kudos to them getting this right. Because it's, if you screw this up, there's a lot of things that could go south for a lot of other opportunities. Stuff I'm into. I love that. I am big into the DC stuff. So I want to see it thrive. And I'm excited for that. So I'm glad that Matt Reeves and company did it right. It's great to yeah. see a movie in the hands of people that get it. And you know they're out there. And now we get to live it. That's so cool. So yeah. I'm glad you got... I think you guys love it more than I did. Just a tad. Um, but it's not that far for me at all. It's, it's still really, really well done. And now that we're talking about it, it's almost like, what happened? You start Dude. to lose some of Wait it. Wait till tomorrow so... when you're trying to get laundry yeah. done, drive, and that's all you're thinking about all day. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's, that might be the difference is that he and I have had a night to sleep on it and think oh, on man. it and dwell Can't on it and walk it. around uh... going, he's the Batman, which is all I've done for the past 24 hours. That's true. I saw it a couple hours ago. That's a fair point. So. All right, there it is. Uh, we wanted to talk about The Batman because we're big fans. And if a movie like this deserves a little bit of attention, we'll do this every now and again. It'll be on our YouTube channel and, of course, how, on our yeah, podcast. Sure. Platform. How would it do without us plugging it? I know. I don't know. I don't know. It could be in for a tough weekend. I, I'm really afraid. But no, that's it. We hope you enjoyed this. Uh, give us some feedback at Cinema9Pod, ProtonDemail.com, if you want to tell us what you thought of The Batman. And, of course, you can pop in. We do our regular shows every Thursday night. We got podcasting after dark coming up. So that's it. Thanks. Bye. Bye.